On this week's episode of Talk With Jay, we have Noel Carty. Noel is a school teacher in Sacred Heart, where numerous of Oil's past and present players have attended. He had a decent juvenile career and went on to represent Oil at a senior level in the football with the club for years. Well, also thrown his hand at coaching a juvenile team or teams over the past few years. Noel, you're very welcome. Thanks very much, Jay. Nice to talk to you. How are you keeping? Good. Thanks very much. Yeah, it's strange yeah. times, all right. But uh, yeah, we're we're tipping along well here. How about yourself? It's a, it's it is strange times. It's a, even though people are home and if people are lucky enough to be still uh, employed, they're they're not spending. But the bigger picture is people are are uh, are dying. So it's scary. It is scary. It is, yeah, it is, yeah. I suppose we just got to keep doing what we're doing for as long as it yeah. takes, really. And regarding yourself as a school teacher, I don't think schools will be back. It's not looking that way. Not that I want to be uh, speculating too much, but yeah, um, yeah look, we're, we're set up with remote learning at the moment. I know from, from our school's perspective, we're, we're, we're in contact with the kids on a daily basis and they're in contact with us. So it's the best we can do in the circumstance, but it seems to be working, but... That's Hopefully, at some point, we'd like to be back in contact with the kids properly well, again. As uh, I said to Kieran and that in the other podcast, we work with people, and at the moment, we can't be around people, so it's challenging. Enough. Yeah, it is, and it's a strange one, in particularly when I don't think teaching has ever been done like this really before. Like you know, in all the the history of education, like you know, it's a, it's always groups of people together in a room. Like so, it's strange yeah. to be doing kind of over the internet. Right. But, We're, but we'll adapt, as you say. We're absolutely. Um, have you listened to the previous podcast? I have, yeah, they're great. I've, I've been really enjoying them. Um, as I was, I was saying there before, like you know, I was listening to Claire's one there the other day, and uh, haven't seen Claire in a while, but felt like she was in the room with me there now when I was hearing her chatting. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great way of keeping in touch with the club, I suppose. Yeah, she's a she's a dope, isn't she? She's lovely. Claire's great. Absolutely great. That's what we tried to do with uh, we tried to do with Kieran at the start, and yeah, then we just said we'll give her a go every weekend. Surprisingly enough, it's uh, it's took off in the nice way. That's great. That's great. great. Um, well, Andy, no, you've had, had some club legends on so far, so you must be scraping the barrel now at this stage, getting me on. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, this won't be the end of it now. You can blame Kieran for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, growing up, Noel, uh, who was your greatest influence when you're growing up? Yeah, in terms of sport and and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, like it, it was definitely my family. Like my father, primarily when it when it came to. Uh, came to the sport he was a club member as well and a player himself and a coach himself and uh, he would have encouraged me to to give it a go and go down and play and um, and uh, yeah and that was basically there since like I, I think it was if I remember right it was the the day after my sixth birthday he he, he brought me down and uh, yeah I've basically been going down pretty much every weekend since you know Whoa. both world and football from that age uh, for a while, yeah, I I stuck with the hurling until about um till the end of the un- under thirteen season. Um, I don't think you would find anybody in the club who would uh describe me as talented when it came to hurling. So uh, when I was about thirteen, I kind of I I I I parked it and uh, and stuck with the football instead. And uh, what what school did you go to in the area? I went to Sacred Heart myself for uh for uh primary school, and then I went to St Aidan's in Whitehall then for uh, secondary. Whoa! So you're uh, you're back in Sacred Heart now. <laughs> back, yeah, and back since I kind of started teaching. Yeah, so I'm there. Um, God, f- about fourteen, fifteen years now at this stage. Um, teaching on top of the, the eight years that I did beforehand as a student. So I've been there quite a while now. Yeah, 
and uh, but I love it there. It's a, it's a, it's a great school and, and it was very good to me. So it's it's great to you now be on the on the other side of it as well and, and hopefully impact on kids' lives. You know. And w- regards, cl- what clubs would have been a Fina, Ballymun, and Oils in there? At the moment, yeah, um, very much so. Um, and I suppose over the, the years that I've been there, each club has almost had a, a stronger few years in terms of its numbers playing. And we'd be doing particularly well in the school at the moment. Obviously, it will be a Ballymun Kickham's feeder school. I'm sure you, I'm sure you know Jerry. Um, yeah, I know Jerry. Yeah, you know, who'll be in the school there. Um, and obviously, around the time the Kickhams won their their championship and stuff like that, they were particularly strong there. When I started teaching the school, the Fina were were very strong. These wouldn't have been a million years after they'd had some success in the the early two thousands um, on the pitch as well. And and that tends to be the way it works. If you know if the senior team is successful, that's where that's where parents tend to send their uh, send their kids. You know, and, and, and a few poster boys held as well. That's it, exactly. You know, but like going back to when I was in the school, like GA was GA was not big at all. Um, so when you were mentioning the, the the three clubs there, when I was when I was in sixth class, there was uh, I think there was thirty six in my class and about the same next door, and only three lads out of the two classes played Gaelic games. Oh, god! It was soccer mad. Like you're talking early to mid 90s and you know the height of Jackie's army and all that kind of stuff every lad was playing soccer you know and uh, um, it wasn't wasn't the GA stronghold really at all the school for those couple of years and um, we didn't even have a GA team when I was there in, in fifth and sixth like you know which is ironic now because we're, we're very very strong in Gaelic games in the school and we've got coaches from all walks of life loads tons of coaches we we, we too many coaches you know and hmm. um, where at the time Dermot Murphy is my principal and he's a he, 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 you've probably you probably know him from the club as well like and he's yeah. a lifelong Aaron's oil man he was away at the time and he would have been a driving force behind Gaelic games in the school but he was on a, on a career break at the time he was living in Japan and uh, that was a coincided with me kind of getting into the latter part of secondary school so there was no team for me to uh, to join so um, that's it. I know real school career. Actually, well, the one thing is I played as a banger a few times for Canisys. Um, <laughs> the uh, I walked down. I went down to the club one morning uh, or one evening after school to go training, and uh, Frankie McNamara was the man's then teacher, and Canisys was coming out of it, and he would have known my father and people from my family and recognised them, recognised me coming in the gate, and was like, "We're not playing in the schools competition today." There was like a blitz down the club. I was like, "No, my school don't have a team," so he said, "Come down here next week, and you can play for us instead." <laughs> <laughs> Great, that was gas, yeah. What uh, what other coaches in the club uh, teaching that skill? And there was a few, wasn't there? Yeah, so um, Jim Ryan was it would have been a, the fellow I would have coached the the two thousand and four boys with for we we were with that team for five or six years there, up until uh, just after the failure there, um, and he's he, he wouldn't be a like a lifelong Isles member. I would have got him involved um, over the years, but he's an excellent coach. And then you, Dermot Murphy, as I mentioned, is there. You'd know uh, Anne McCluskey. Yeah. Uh, she's a teacher in the school. David Moore, who uh, plays uh, with the senior team, myself, and uh, coaches with the senior team. He's a, a special needs assistant in the school as well. I'm trying to make sure I haven't forgotten anyone now. <laughs> There's enough that we seem to have taken over a bit there. Um, yeah, but there's a good gang of us from the club there now. Much to yeah. uh, Ballymun's disgust. <laughs> oh, I've seen uh, it. Was, it was last year in the juvenile shop. Um, Anne actually showed me a clip of one of the students that she taught her how to, I think it was ride a bike. I don't know if you've seen it. 
I don't. I don't actually remember seeing that now. I, I think. I think I'm right. I'm saying this. Well, the girl couldn't ride a bike, and for weeks and weeks and weeks, Anne was trying to teach her how to cycle the bike. But by sitting beside Anne, and she was explaining, to her, Anne got great pleasure from being able to make that difference in that little kid's life just yeah. from cycling the bike. I'd well <laughs> believe that. Yeah, no, Anne's a, Anne's a brilliant teacher and a great coach as well. Like so, to, she's a, she's great to have involved in both the school and the club now. Yeah. What did you uh, did you enjoy your juvenile career? Yeah, absolutely. I loved it. Um, I just, I just loved playing sport. You know, as a kid, I was that kind of fellow. Whatever it was, once, once it had a, a ball involved or some sort of competitiveness to it, I'd, um, I'd be all over it. Like you know, and uh, and you know, would have tried my hand at a few various different things over the years, but, but the football was always the one that I that I loved the most. And um, we had a handy enough team down the club, but I suppose like as a juvenile at the time, the club was at its at its highest, you know, like, yeah. you know, I, I heard you, you're obviously talking to Kieran and, and Paddy about the, uh, those kind of glory days in the mid nineties, like, you know, um, I was a juvenile during that time, like, and sure the club was hopping and, you know, as a kid playing, you were, you were just dreaming of getting up to, getting up to be old enough to maybe have a crack and play with that team, like, you know, and, uh, so it was, it was, it was a great time to be in the club, like, and, and you were mentioning that about like having poster boys and all that, sure, like, we had five and six county players at the time, like, you know, and it was just, you were walking around the club and there was, you know, household names just walking around past you, like, you know, people who were known throughout the country, like, so it was, it was a great time to be playing and, and you were watching lots of matches, you know, you were being brought to every game. Um, yeah, great and at the time, like, yeah, like our, our managers used to, you know, throw us in a bus and bring us down to Parnell for matches and all that kind of stuff, like, and uh, you were just getting to watch a lot of football, you were being really well influenced, like, you know, so it was a good time, good time to be involved. And regarding the mentors, were there a lot of mentors that played that coach as well, or was it different? Um, I don't know for other teams. Like for my own team, it kind of similar enough. Like my, my father would have been involved at the start with with our team, and and uh, a couple of our parents, uh, uh, a fellow called Huey Conahan, who's who's got a bunch of kids in the club. He he would um he would have been involved in our team, and then as we got a little bit older into our teenage years, um. We would actually had a couple of lads coaches who who are um, very involved in the hurling side of things in the club. Mick Ryan and Mark Berrigan would have taken our team for a good number of years and looked after us. I don't know whether there was lads who are playing for the top teams at the time coaching any other teams, but I know that Mark and and, and Mick would have been involved in coaching the hurling at the the adult level there as well. Like you know, but uh, you know we got we we good coaches over the years in the club. You know, and your connection with Ireland's oil that just goes back to your father, does it? Yeah, it's a family thing. Like my my dad and uh, his brother and sisters would have all been involved, or for them, or most of them would have been involved in the club at some stage, you know, playing. And then um, he'd have just kept going. He'd have been heavily involved for a number of years after he finished playing. He uh, would have been involved in juvenile coaching. He would have been over the junior footballers for a while at one point. And uh, yeah, he just he just kind of brought me into it, like you know, and. Um, yeah, just one of those things, like, you know, we both enjoyed it, so he just brought me down, and, yeah. you know, he passed away a few years ago, but right up until he was passing away, he'd come and watch me play, and, you know, we'd chat about the games afterwards and stuff, so, uh, yeah, yeah very, very big influence, you know, a big influence on me. Do you, do you still play? I do, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still <laughs> still trying at the moment, I'm, uh, I play with the senior footballers at the moment, I am, yeah. by a little bit of a stretch, the oldest player on the team, so I'm just about hanging in there now at this stage, but, uh I still love it, like, and it's great now, you know, being involved at, at this age. Like, there's lads on the team that I used to teach when they were in school and in primary school, you know, that, that are that are in, you know, 
late teens and early twenties and stuff now. So it's kind of it's coming a bit full circle for me. Their lads were with a coach and stuff when they were uh, very young, like you know, and uh, to have them as teammates now was great, like you know. And I suppose I'm coming towards the end of my career now, and I'm getting to see the, the next generation coming through. So it's quite a quite a pleasing part of my my playing career now, you know. Would you say um, you have a great connection with people in the club? Uh, yeah, I suppose I do. Like, <coughs> I wouldn't be, <coughs> I wouldn't be, excuse me, I wouldn't be one of the people who's down there all the time. You know, um, there's a great cohort of people who've, I suppose, dedicated their their entire lives to the club, and you can't walk in the gates without seeing them. Like, you know, yeah. but I've made some great great friends down the club over the years and I've had me a few years where I would have been heavily involved in coaching and, and administration and that kind of stuff myself but you know like people who were for example you know, just bringing me, me my family connection into it again like you know people who are very strong friends with my my dad I've ended up strong friends with their families and stuff like that as well and maybe even their kids and and that kind of thing and uh, obviously I've made tons of friends myself there you know and uh, played with played with Played with and fought in the field with some of the some of my best friends, you know. I've played with my cousin, I've played with my best mate, that kind of thing. Like, and it's great to great to be able to say that, like, you know. And uh, yeah, it's been I would have a good connection with the club and the people in the club. I think, yeah. You'd have a good influence on juveniles to join the club as well, from the school point of view. Yeah, I suppose we've been we were lucky enough there for a few years that when myself and and, and Jim Ryan were were coaching the two thousand and four boys, we were essentially coming across those lads in primary school and being able to try and coax them down to the club or or coax all the lads who are in the school into hopefully getting involved in playing something and and keeping fit and healthy, you know. And, um, yeah, there's been a good few lads now over the years and, as I said, who are now progressing into their the early stages of their adult career who we had in school and it was it was nice to coach them and nice to be able to talk to them now as adults and I suppose they're not completely telling you where to go. So we must have had mm. some sort of positive influence on their career. And it's it's pleasing when you've been involved in that in any way. And I'm sure all the coaches in the club will, will say this like that if you've been coaching a kid when they were very young and, and then you see them make 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 it through to adult level and that they're in the club and and active members of the club and maybe going back into coaching again, like, you know, and, uh, and uh, you know, they're going back in with a grasshoppers team or an underage team and you're seeing that they're they're happy to continue the cycle. It's it's a very pleasing thing to see, like, you know, and just that's what happened with us. Like, you know, somebody took time out of their day to, to coach me and help me progress as a player and as a person and so you're hoping you'll get a chance to maybe do the same thing again. And I'm not coaching the club at the moment. I am coaching the school level. But again, in the future now, I hope to get back involved with kids in the club again. Yeah, and just continue the, the wheel turning, you know. Hopefully all them children that you've seen come through the ranks, you'll be lifting one of them up in Parnell Park one day, lifting a senior championship, what? Oh, with a bit of luck, like, you know, there's, look, there's a good cohort there, of young lads now with the, the senior footballers at the moment who, you know, I'm realistic enough to know uh, at 35 that I, my chances of winning a senior A championship probably aren't particularly high, but there's lads there who are 19, 20, 21, 22 who I've known for a long time, either through school or through the club or through their families or whatever, that I'd, I'd like to think they might be uh, lifting a trophy and I'd be looking from the stands at them there, uh, lifting that big one up at some stage, you know. Hopefully. Who was uh, the best player you ever played with? Um... David Spratt is the best player I ever played with. He's just tenacious, incredibly dedicated. Like I suppose I the inside knowledge of having trained with him for pretty much my entire career. Like, but he was just 
he still plays he still plays he's 46 or something at this stage and he's still playing with the intermediates and he's playing with the Dublin over 40s team but uh, just dedicated to the game passionate um, never gave his man an inch on the pitch and I played corner forward for a good few years um, at the start of my career and you'd want him to be marking you in training because you got one hell of a time like you know it just improved you as a player and I was lucky you know I was lucky in terms of you know he was someone I played with my whole career and I really enjoyed playing with him but I've been lucky to, to play with a lot of great players and some of the lads that <coughs> Paddy would have mentioned, you know, when, when when you were talking to him in his podcast, like there was lads like Mick Deegan and stuff would have been coming towards the end of their career when I was coming through, like, you know, and that great team from the 90s, lads like J.J. O'Keefe, Martin Nocton, Corky, Fergie Brown, those boys were all um, coming towards, I suppose, the latter stage of their career when I was coming through at 18 or 19 and I learned so much from them and uh, Niall Crossan and Gary O'Connell as well. Like I, I learned a lot from all those lads and countless more, Tony Gorman. We just, I was very lucky when I was 18, 19, 20 coming through that there was lads who are legends at the club. You know, they played in an all the final only a few yeah. years previous. So I, was, I, I played with a lot of very, very talented players. I played with Kieran O'Hare as well. It was a uh, lethal forward, you know, but um just from my personal thing, like to, to, I suppose as a player, Davy Spratt was just the, the biggest influence on me as, as a as a fellow player, like a really great player. You said you played corner forward. What was for your a best while? Game? Yeah. <laughs> what was your best game for us? What was my best game for Isles. Yeah. Oh, um. Oh God, I don't know. It, it's hard to think. Which shows you there wasn't that many of them. But <laughs> <laughs> um. I remember playing a um, senior B championship semi-final against Sylvester's out in Garristown um, about oh, probably 11 or 12 years ago. And we, we lost the game by a point, unfortunately. But uh, I do remember I, I do remember on a personal note feeling that I played particularly well that day. But I was out a half forward at that stage. Um, I ended up in corner forward. I don't know how really I ended up in corner forward because I was never quick enough to play there at all. But for some reason, I was in there for a few years until sense prevailed. And mm. uh, out the half forward line or in around the middle of the park since. And then your playing career, as you said, it's nearly coming near to an end. You can accept that near a little bit. Um, yeah, well, like but, at top level anyway, I'm, I'm sure I'll be still hobbling around the pitch somewhere for a, yeah, on a Sunday at four o'clock. Out in, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What the, if the highs and lows? Yeah, look, I say, I suppose, you know, I've been involved with the kind of adult football section since I was about 17, which is about 18 years ago now. And I suppose this particular period in the in the history of the club will not be seen as a absolutely glorious one. Like, you know, and I would say, unfortunately, we've had probably more lows than highs. Um, in 2009, we won the, the Senior Football Division 2 League which was uh, definitely the highlight in, in terms of my career. We had a great season that year. Um, Paddy Cannon actually was the manager uh, at that stage. Um, and the year previous, we had that run to the to the semi-final of the, the B Championship. It was kind of a strange championship that year. They brought in group stages for one year. And in the group stages, we finished joint top um, and lost out on goal difference. And the reason we lost out on goal difference is we played our game a couple of days before Mary's Sager played theirs and they knew exactly what they had to do in a final game and they, they, they went and did the business. But then we progressed through the through the B, B Championship then 
and uh, and we, we nearly got there in the end. We were beaten by a point by Sylvester's and they went on to win the uh, to win the final, like you know. Um, yeah. that, 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 those couple of years there in particular were, were, were great times and we had a few years in Division 1 as well when we were reasonably competitive but I suppose the lows have been that over the last maybe 10 years are kind of are, we've had a slow and steady sort of decline and we've obviously gone from, from 1 to 2 to 3 now in terms of divisions you know and that's been the, the low side of it is to unfortunately be, be around for a little bit of a slip you know yeah if they're hard leagues to get out of the football leagues, I find the football they're they're hard to get up from once you've gone down a division. Yeah. Now at the same time, you can survive. You know, I've seen I've seen bad teams survive as well in the sense that you know you could lose all your games and, and win a playoff and then you're you know you're kind of uh, you stay you can stay up like you know so um, <clears throat> because the football leagues are so big, the sixteen teams in them like you know. You could end up in a there's a lot of mid table mediocrity. Like come the end of the season, you could have ten teams out of the sixteen have nothing to play for, you know. Um, and they've tried to change that in recent years and have more teams going up and going down and stuff like that. Like, which I suppose give gives you a better chance of maybe you know we 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 won't be looking at anywhere near relegation. Like we'd be looking at promotion from Division Three. So I suppose we've more um, more opportunities to do that now that they've opened up. Well, it's good what they've done with the. Championship, with, uh, especially the teams that are in Division 4 and Division 5, that you only play teams that only have one football team in that club. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, like, that's worked out well, I suppose, for the teams of the who the are one. true intermediate and junior teams. Yeah. Um, because what was happening, what was happening, of course, was that, you know, if you're taking something like the intermediate championship, the team like Ballybuckle or something like that, like who would be a, a good strong club or getting we're we're getting beaten by, you know, the second team off Kilmacode or something like that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Now the flip side of that is we've been in the intermediate all county championship there with our second team for the last couple of years and it's been a disaster because we're only playing the second team of uh um the massive clubs, you know. Yeah. So our second team who was in division five, we'd been playing teams that are in division two and stuff like, you know, I think one year we played a team that were division higher in the championship than our own senior team, you know, oh, um, with, with the second team, like, you know, so that kind of has that effect on it as well. Like, you know, because it's the super clubs will have a team in division one and division two, like, you know, oh, absolutely. And you always have three or four lads that just come back for them games that play. Exactly. They have five County minors who turn out for a, yeah. a championship game. Like, you know, so you kind of have the, uh, that, that, that caused us a problem now with our, with our second team there for a couple of years. I, I was, um, Involved in the kind of management team with the the second team there for a couple of years, a few years ago. Like, and we progressed really well in the league, but we took some hidings in the championship because we were playing against playing against teams who were, as I said, who are division higher than our own first team. Like, you know, it was, it was it was it was there were some tough tough days at the office, you know. It's what a uh, Craig Kieran there. Not what could have been not last year, the year before. They had a horrible Horden uh, championship. They lost the first two matches, and they were out. Right, and David they only have a junior football team. Yeah, so they, went, they went on a, a remarkable run in the junior football because the whole was finished. Yeah, and for the teams that have just the clubs that just have one team in the football, it um it makes a huge difference. We're just playing against. Yeah, suppose, yeah if, they, if, it, if they if it had worked out the other way and they did, they'd have ended up playing like you know. Probably relegation in the football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so look, it does. The, the new system definitely does suit 
uh, one team clubs like you know or, or smaller clubs that maybe are out in rural areas or something like that in yeah. North County Dublin which is grand you know um, and now like there was a year there a few years I don't know it could be going back 10 years ago but I think Bridget's were in the final of all three you know of the, the championships like you know I think they won two of the three or won all three or something like that like sure nobody's benefiting from that like you no, know that's it. no one's getting progressing from that Um, you're on the executive committee for a few years is that correct? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, back in back in the centenary year, there I was in twenty seventeen. Yeah, I was a secretary. What was the, your role and uh, what was the experience like? Uh, you know, it was very very interesting. Like you know, this you know they 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 say about you don't you don't want to see how the sausage is made. Like you know, it was a it was a look into the the background working of the club. I found it very interesting. You know, um, it's funny you mentioned we were talking about Claire earlier. Basically, I ended up involved in it because. Claire asked and you don't really say no to Claire you know so uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, she said would you give it a go and I said I would I, I really enjoyed it um, the, and honestly now if there was anyone listening who had any thoughts and wondered about getting involved in the admin side of the, the club and would be wondering about whether they should or, or they shouldn't it's a very enjoyable thing to do like you know because you're there's not, it's not as if it's a lot of major, major decisions that are being made. You know, you were talking to Paul, like, you know, and it's generally that room is a group of dedicated people from all sort of generations of the club who just want to see the club moving forward and want to see the club improve and want to look after the kids in the area. Like, and that's, that's what it's all about. And the executive is more about just, I suppose, <clears throat> making sure that there's money raised and membership fees come in and that, um, or communicating with the club members, or communicating with the county board, and that would have been primarily my job. Would have been, um, you know, communicating with the county board, communicating with other club members, and yeah. um, even things like you know, people might be trying to book the hall for a function or something like that. That would come in through the secretary's email, and then you'd farm that out to whoever was in charge of that. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Like it was, it was, it was exactly what you'd expect a, a secretary to be doing. Like you know, and but was anyway. it, um, was you always switched on? Um. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Look, I wouldn't want to sell the job as being completely and utterly time-consuming. It, it. It is time-consuming enough to have, I suppose, an officer role on any of the committees. Like you yeah. know, um, and I was secretary one year of the, the what is now the maps committee. It was the fixtures committee when I was on it. Um. Yeah. You'd you'd be busy, like you know, but it was the kind of thing where I'd I'd often pop into work and turn on the email and, and you know maybe half an hour before I started teaching and I'd answer a couple of emails and after I'd finished work I'd, I'd, I'd go on and do another hour's work and that that would be kind of enough to get you through it like to be a few phone calls to make and that kind of stuff but uh, that was very enjoyable and we did we had a great committee like you know uh, Paul Campbell would have been involved in the, the PR side of things at the time and I think the following year he ended up then as a uh, um, chairman Tommy Donahue was the chairman at the time and yeah we had a good committee like you know and um, it was uh, a lot of the, the little things like the ball wall and stuff would have, would have occurred and come true during during that stage and uh, um, yeah it was a joy to be to be involved and, and particularly you know I was there for the centenary year so I was on the committee when when all that kind of celebrations and stuff were going on so it was yeah. great you know really good and it, it's, 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 it's enjoyable it is time consuming and like I did it for a year and I, I felt I couldn't keep it going because I was involved in other aspects of the club as well and I was still playing myself but I'll be something I get involved in again in the future I'm sure did you ever play um, county or want to have, want to play county? Of course, I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I no, I didn't really get much of a uh, much of a run there for for anything like that. I'd have been involved when we were when we were kids. I know it's different now. 
we used to when I was juvenile for the first few years you only ever played in your locality like I think the league was like Dublin yeah, North Dublin South so it would have been I think after that kind of finished I don't know if that finished around failure or something like that then there was like a league select team who would have been on that and then lads would have got picked for say it would have been Dublin North West Dublin North East Dublin South West Dublin South East and then there would have been a Dublin North versus Dublin South kind of you combined the best of the two teams and right. I would have played on the Dublin North team and then I think they picked a Dublin team or a Dublin development squad out of that and they wouldn't have made the cut for that and they'd have been out for trials a couple of times I'd say then 15, 16s and minor. And I would have got through a few rounds of minor, but uh, Colonel O'Hare never picked me down for the, the team, so uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't wait down to the minor panel then. <laughs> the challenging decisions as a coach. Uh, that's it, yeah. And I, look, I wasn't good enough is the, the, the straight answer there. Like, I, yeah, I would have been a decent juvenile player, but it was now I was never good enough for county. Like, Is the great so like, you can openly say that you weren't good enough, but you still had a, a really enjoyable, competitive uh, club career yeah but that's it like you know and like you obviously tried as a kid you were trying to get there like and you know yeah. as an adult you you kind of realise when you get up into the, the, the senior dressing room and you, and you start playing your first few games and you know those first couple of run outs in division one as it was at the time like you realise straight away how, how good players are and, and how good the standard is and you know the standard at your age group you know kids born such and such an age when you're a juvenile could be okay and you could be doing very well at that particular age group but once you step over the white line at, a, at senior football level you realise that you've got the best players for the last 10 juvenile age groups all on the one pitch and uh it, it, it's a high standard like you know but uh, trying your best when you're at a juvenile to, to try and better yourself kind of prepares you for that and uh, now I wasn't good enough for county but I made a half decent club player I suppose out of it in the end you know Do you think um, do you think the game has changed that much since oh, when Massive <laughs> absolutely massively like um, I would say like I would say that, that like let me see I, I finished minor in 2002 three and I would say at that stage the way county teams are training then is the way top club teams are training now and the speed of the game is it's just getting quicker and quicker um, and obviously that, that you know over the time that I've been playing adult um, you know the latter part of, of, of that time has been when Dublin have been a huge huge force in, in football and both in club and county you know like it's the team who wins the Dublin Club Championship is automatically nearly favourite to the for the uh, the All Ireland. The All Ireland, you know. Speaking from a football perspective here, obviously you know, yeah. and the standard of football in, in Dublin is 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 really 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 high, really high. I've met lads from you know that I know through teaching and stuff from around the country who've moved to Dublin and joined um, joined clubs around the county, like you know, and they'd be maybe they'd be playing for a club second or third team and. Division five or division six, you know, and they'd be saying, Jesus, this is, you know, division five and division six standard in Dublin is as high as division two in the county they come from. Like, you know, well, we, yeah. we played a game um, last year, uh, Withers and Five now, uh, against Nigel Olga. Yeah. And there was a guy playing for him, I can't think of his name, he played with Tony Golf for years. And he was absolutely, like, he could play division one senior A football. Yeah. But uh, he was they, he was playing midfield and he was just catching ball. Ping her in or put her over the bar. Yeah, I like the standard when you go down. It's like Thomas Davis were in that league a few years. I think they're they're back in it now. Like they've yeah, got two teams, teams in that division now, five. Yeah. But um, a bunch of those lads who got who played in the county final last year were were playing division five a couple of years ago. 
you know that, and they've been basically called back up. You know, they played Division Five, won it, and then um, went on the senior back, run. I went on the senior run, like you know, um, you'd you'd find a lot of um in that kind of division four and five lads who are coming out of minor or the bigger clubs who you, you eventually see, you know, in Parnell Park two or three years later. And the standard the standard of football is is improved hugely since I uh, since I started playing and uh, the speed of the game has just it's just accelerated so much, you know. Which doesn't suit a fellow like me who's, you know <laughs> at the, at the best time <laughs> at the best of times I look like I'm running in slow motion, you know. I think you uh, you said Thomas Davis have two teams in that division five. The first game this year they actually they had to play each other and I think they yeah. played draw. I think they drew. <laughs> oh Jesus. And then that's it. And the whole thing gets called off. <laughs> yeah, I know, you know. Um, <coughs> that's what you were saying there about um minor teams coming through on that. Yeah. Um Saint Mars, if they in the Horland and Pocket don't know, they uh, they won division seven, six, five, four. And they got beaten in the playoff in three in all the last mm-hmm. five years. Just shows you when you've got a bit of momentum behind you, you know. Yeah, um, structure. Yeah, like it, it, it can be just it can be something similar to that. Like you know, Lusker, Lusker have had a good run like that there now in the football recently, and um, not so long ago, Patsadana Bate had a good run like that as well. I think they might have won four, three, and two, and got up to Division One kind of out of nowhere. And it's like, you know, it's just about, yeah, you're right, you, you, your structure's right, you need a good management team in place and all the players in the team are, are kind of facing in the right direction. It, it's amazing how you get three or four wins at yeah. your back and everything seems easy, yeah. like, you know. And, you know, I was talking earlier about, like, we won a league in 2009, we won Division 2, like, and it was just pure momentum, like, we just got to a point where we hadn't lost in a while and you just kind of forgot what it was to lose you just kept going and kept going and it was just momentum took us over the line like you know you were winning games you had no right to win you know you were nicking a win by a point here or here or there like and, and you, you know it was just pure momentum that that same fixture you could have lost on another day but once once things are going it's your way well and you've got that, your back when it's you, amazing when you get a group of lads that sort of pal together that grew up together and everyone boys into it it's a great buzz going training Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And you'd miss it now at the moment. It's funny you're saying that now, like, you know, we haven't obviously been down the club in a while, like, you would miss that, like, and yeah, and that's like, I have great hope now for the, 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 the current crop of lads, like, there, there's a, you know, myself and one or two others aside, the team is, um, is extremely young, you know, it's mainly lads who are in their very early 20s. Most of the panel would have played with the under 21s there last yeah. winter, you know, and uh, they're all good mates, you know, you can see it on the text yeah. groups and stuff there. Full of crack and slagging with each other and full of banter, and they, they, yeah, they're a good group of lads. Like you know, they, they hang around. Yeah, they hang around with each other, and you know, the, the usual, the, the the bit of slagging and all that kind of stuff in the dressing room. And, but like you can see it in them, like you know, they've got that bit of togetherness, like you know, and so if they can, kind of over the next few years, up up the dedication levels even more, and um, and and work even harder on their skills and on their fitness, like and and then have that togetherness as the basis behind it all, then the, you know, and then knowing that there's more talent coming through from juvenile, like, you know, some of these lads who are 21 or 22 now or 26, 27, and you've got another cohort coming in behind them, and if they take them under their wing, you know, we, we, we have a very good chance to be very successful in the next few years. In 10 years, I said this to a few people on it, um, yeah. where do you think, you had to put your hand in your heart, where do you think the club will be? Um, I think we'll be back in Division okay. 1. 
I, I, I can only, I can really only speak from 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 football with any kind of authority because that's the area right. that I'm in. But uh, you know, from from obviously being friendly with people who are involved in hurling and, and camogie and ladies football, um, everything's going in the right direction there. And you know, it does appear particularly on the the, the girl side of things that we're 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 really we're really flying there. Like you know, um. The lads that I coached from when they were kind of eight or nine are now, I think, under sixteen. They'd be at the moment, like you know. And there's, um, there's, there's, there's good players there, but it's not just about you know, good players and talent and that kind of thing. Like they're they're good, sound lads. They're good people as well, like you know. And um, that's part of forming a good team as well. You know, you need you need sound people who are prepared to put their shoulder to the wheel and just work that little bit harder. And um, we have the basis has been set there now for us to have a successful period you know so it's just about lads realizing that the, that, that the chance is there and saying you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna put that extra 10 percent, 15 percent, 20 percent in to make sure I, I grab that opportunity with both hands and if our, our young cohort can do that now at the moment then yeah I, 10 years time i'd hope to see us division one and, and competing at the top that's, that's uh you were saying back in the conversation about the highs and lows you're saying there was um you can talk about your lows all day but when most people look back on their career, there's, there's more lows than highs. And that's what makes the whole so special. 100%. And, you know, you can't waste any season, you know, because they just fly yeah. by. And, you know, they fly by. And, you know, as I said, I'm well, 17, 18 years now involved in, in, in adult games. I've, I've won medal in my back pocket, like, you know, and uh, they're hard won. They're hard to get. And uh, so when your when your chance comes, you know when you see that bit of momentum coming in the season, right. you need to put the shoulder to the wheel and, and and go even more and go even more and go even more. And you know over the next four or five years, the you know again speaking from the, the senior football perspective, there's a, a good group of young players there now who should be able to take a good group of young players under their wing, and uh, combining those those kind of two cohorts together should make for a successful period. But only if the lads grab the opportunity that's in front of them. You know? Hard work. That's what that's what you're saying. Yeah, look, you know, talent. I think, I think it was. I think it might have been Paddy who was saying on, on on his his podcast one that like you know talent will only get you so far. Like you know, it it is all about about yeah. hard work. You know what makes you know what 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 makes that current Dublin team so much better than everyone else. Yeah, look, they've got tons of talent, but they've tons of talent in every county. You know, they're just doing that little bit extra. You know, they're 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 looking for those fine margins forensically, and then when they find what those fine margins are, they're they're going hell for leather to try and uh, to try and be the best in those areas, you know, and uh, that's what we'll have to we'll have to do. And 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 our players will over the next few years will have to realise that you know if they want to if they want to be successful, then we need to grab the opportunity with both hands. And the opportunity's there, you know. So I, I hope. Do you that. think it's important for ex and current players to get involved in coaching? Uh, absolutely. I think not to the detriment of your own game. First of all, first and foremost, I think that's the thing, you know. Um, but I think it's important to get involved in coaching if you can, and if you've got the time to do it. And certainly, if you're finished playing, if you can get involved and, and you've you, you're the you feel you've the right skill set or whatever it might be to do it, then 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 absolutely, you know, it, it it's it's an enjoyable thing to do, and it's time consuming as you know yourself, like you know. But it's a, it's it's an enjoyable thing to do, and uh, I think when you're a current player or a player who's maybe just finished up, you probably have. Uh, a good perspective on what's happening in the game at the moment and what the trends are in the game right now, like you know, um, and what way to coach 
to that uh, to that kind of um, style, maybe you know, because you know, as we said earlier, the game is changing all the time. It's changed huge since I was uh, since I started. Everything has changed. You know? Coaching the game, everything. Yeah, everything about it. You know, everything about it has changed. Even the way coaches conduct themselves and how they how, how they deal with players and deal with kids, whatever it might be. Like it's all changed in the last 10, 15 years. Like you know, and changed for the better as well. But um, yeah, like look, I I've, I enjoyed my time coaching the juveniles. My, what would be my won't be my only time uh, coaching juveniles at the club. But like I ultimately stopped for my own game because I, I realized I was coming towards the end of my own playing career and I wanted to uh, maybe focus on that for a few more years before going back into coaching again. And uh, so I'd say, yeah, absolutely, it's important to get involved if you can and if it's you know but you've only got one well, playing career yourself you know so you've got to put that force as time as well from a know? selfish point of view need to get their yeah. careers and families in order and you want to play and then give back and there's nothing wrong with 100% you know 100% no no and like you know you'd notice that around the club you know you'd, you'd have people who might be heavily involved for five or six years have to take a step back for things like you were saying there family reasons or you know their, their, their own career but uh yeah, and look, your own career has to come first, you know, like because, you know, you could coach, a, you could miss out on the chance of winning a championship yourself because you're coaching a, a, a kids team, which is a great thing to do. But, you know, you only get one chance yourself at, at playing, like, you know, and you'll have plenty of chances to give back to the club at some stage too. Like, so I like I, I believe if you can do it, and I was lucky enough to have a few years there where I felt I could and I could balance it with, with everything else that was going on in my life. I didn't feel I could do that for the last year if or two. You were given three again, wishes you know. for Erdens Oil. What would you wish for? And why? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, right, I'm gonna have to have a little think about this one. Three wishes for it. Do you know what? Jeez, like, you know, if you're if you're wishing for, you know, Euro Millions wins or something like that, like, you know, <laughs> inject a few more quid into the place. But now, look, that's not the most important thing either. What would I wish? Look, you just wish that first of all we can increase our playing numbers. Um, because yeah. that's that's an important aspect to keeping the club going, you know. And and um, I know I know there's a lot of work going on in that in the background at the moment. But increasing our player numbers is important for two reasons. One, um, it helps us as a club, and two, it helps things as a community. I think the more kids who come through our gate, the better it is for our uh, for our area. Um, because the, the the club is doing a great service to the area, and the more kids that come through, the more kids are going to 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 reap all the benefits yeah. that we reap from being club members. Um, second wish well look you know if, if we're playing fantasy now I, I'd wish for us to win the senior B championship in football right this year and then the championship next year and then I can retire at that point and head off into the sunset with uh, those two medals in my back pocket um, yeah look my perspective in, in terms of all the, all, all the wishes is just you just want the club to be to continue to be the very great place that, that it is at the moment you know and um Success is the icing on the cake, really. You know, um, what we're doing in the club as a as a club as a whole is is incredibly positive. And you know, you you've gotten that from the people you've spoken on the podcast there before. Like, you know, everyone is very proud to be involved in the club and and, and proud of their place in it. Like, you know, um, so you just want that to continue, and you you want as many people as possible to get the opportunity to to visit the club, be members of the club take part in the club that'd be my main wish you know as many people as possible should attain from the club what and I was looking um, to attain from it is you only have the one child now is it one child you have is it sorry 
It was seven months. Of one child, yeah, seven oh, months so old. How yeah. do you switch off? Yeah. Oh, from football. From what? From football or from the baby? <laughs> yeah. What do I do? Ah, like same as everyone else. Watch a bit of TV and read the odd book right. and listen to music and podcasts and play PlayStation that What's kind of thing. Music? Just whatever. Favorite music? Bruce right. Springsteen would be my ultimate favorite now. Did you ever see him? Sorry, I have uh, oh, God, more than ten times I'd say at this stage. Though. I'm a proper, I'm a proper fan. Now, if for anyone younger who's listening yeah, to the podcast, YouTube. they might have to, you might have to Google him to find out. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know why I just picked up that well, Born to album one day and I thought, yeah, that's me. And, uh, I met mainly sport. Yeah, like I, you know, I. Christmas is a good time. All the sports document, all the sports biographies come out then, like you know, and uh, tend to oh, read yeah. all them. I'd, I'd wrap them up, like you know, like Brilliant. not yet. No, no, I believe that's really good though. Yeah, no, I'd, there'd be a few. Then I would stick primarily. I'd stick to football and hurling. Soccer yeah. would be the, the the main three, like, and then I like reading. I just like yeah. reading, you know, things like sports psychology and that kind of stuff. Just you know. You add one or two bits and pieces on that, like just to, or you know, coaching manuals and that kind of stuff, bar and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's sports books in general, mix of sports as well, I guess, is it? Yeah, a bit of sport and a bit of yeah, a bit of everything really. I think everyone's listened to all the true yeah. crime stuff and all that kind of thing as well. And um, uh, there's a good one now. I'm listening to a bit at the moment. There's a again showing me age. There's a '90s soccer podcast out at the moment called uh, Quickly what, Kevin what, what's it called if you have any interest in nostalgia look it up it's called Quickly Kevin Willie Score it's um, well, it's based on a, the name comes from a famous bit of commentary or something from ITV back in the day it's British lads okay. talking about like the Premier League in the 90s and they interview Premier League players like they've had like Matt Letizia yeah, and Paul Merrison and people like that um, it's a good crack well look we're after being on this 45 minutes now I think we could go for another 45 talking about the oil and <laughs> absolutely, especially with the little baba. Sorry, I couldn't. Uh, no, but I think I'm getting this morning. Uh, had a bit going on. Um, and... Ah, yeah, but sure. Look, I look come here. It's busy in this house as well as I said. I couldn't give you, couldn't give you a solid so, time for ages look, because you know was, uh, we're working around maps and stuff here at this stage. I hope, I hope to, I hope to. Yeah, win the before you put up the boots. And if you don't win the beach championship, you can go down and play at the second team. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, yeah, sure. Look, I'll, I'll play with anyone to give me a jersey for as long yeah. as I can. But uh, yeah, you never know. We might get the championship medal at some place. But uh, if not, I hope. Like you were talking about highs and lows there. Like you know, you know, and and it'll be a high. Like if I was ten years retired and I saw some of the lads I'm playing with now lifting a trophy in, in Parnell, then I consider that a highlight. You know, and you look, you wouldn't care about the lowlights in your own career. It's just you want to see our lads from and our girls from yeah, our area being as successful as they can. And, Happy as they can be, you know. That's the, that's Have you the, got a the idea behind nickname? everything we're doing, you know. No, we didn't. <laughs> the Kieran let you in on this, did he? No, he didn't. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't, I, I'd say, for example, if you, when you introduced me to start, there will be some people going, Who's what's who's that fella, Niall Carty? Who's he? Uh, they, everyone calls me Mala in the club. As in bag. Mala. So, yeah, I think it, I'm. I can't. So JJ O'Keefe, former fullback in the the club, legendary fullback, 
shouted that out at me one day in a training session and uh, just as I'd started teacher training. And I'm I'm guessing it's either in reference oh, to school bag or to the kind of doughy play-doh <laughs> stuff that they play with in junior infants, like, you know, and uh, like stuck, oh, like, right. stuck like glue. And uh, well, yeah, no one that's it, I've been mauled ever since. That's funny now. That, that's funny now because I just thought that who that way when you no, were obviously talking to Kieran about it that he must have put, put you up to that uh, one. Well, look, Molly. Well, look, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, thanks for coming yeah, on. Thanks, stay, stay safe. Yeah, you're very good. Go on, have thanks, a good. Thanks,